I've written screenplays. I'm working on my first feature film right now. I've done short films. I've done many features. I've studied filmmaking. I watch movies. I don't get Avatar. I just don't. I just, it doesn't, I don't know why people go so Bananas. crazy over this. Like, it's, it, we're back we're back so back it's so good to be back austin it is it's very very good to be back we took a little hiatus uh to figure out the course of the show and the holidays the holidays and, and everything you know <laughs> hopefully you all had a, a good holiday season spending time with your family yeah don't be like me and get covid yeah uh, that's also why we stopped <laughs> that sucks um, yeah so yeah um so today we have kind of decided to uh, due to popular demand by some of our fans, mm-hmm. um, we have decided to go ahead and change the style of our show. Um, not so much. You're still going to get the banter and the back and forth argumentative sides and whatnot. Yes. Um, but Austin, one thing you and I are very passionate about are our movies. Oh, yeah. 100%. Um, we love our movies. And actually, one of the videos that has one of the best responses is our kind of like little short review of Thor Love and Thunder. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Austin and I have decided that we are going to turn this show into a uh, movie review mm-hmm. podcast type show. Yeah. Um, because we both love movies so much. Mm-hmm. Um, we're both excited for a lot of movies that are actually coming out this upcoming year. This oh, upcoming yeah. year is going to be one of the best years for film in a long time. Well, for me, 2022 was phenomenal. 2019 was great. And then 2020 and 2021 honestly kind of sucked. Mm-hmm. And then 2022, <clears throat> even though it had, you know, a couple films here and there that were like eh, either hit or miss, for the most part, 2022 was a phenomenal year for movies. Yeah. And I only see it going up, honestly. Yeah. And I think, too, uh, the cinema style is changing. As well, yeah. uh, we've we've got some some new interesting movies coming out mm-hmm. that we are super excited to see. Um, one of those being the new Indiana Jones movie, which looks really good. And yeah. what we see from that is the the process of de aging a character. Yeah. Um, which back when Rogue One came out mm-hmm. in what was that 2018, 2017? Uh, 17, I believe ish, something like that. Yeah. And they were experimenting with that with Princess Leia. Yeah. And but that was just total. That was just CGI. That was just total CGI. Yeah. Um, but now it's gotten to the point where they could take a character, any actor mm-hmm. who's older, and really through <clears throat> CGI make him make him appear younger, yeah. make him or her appear younger. And we see that in Indiana Jones in several oh, yeah. instances um, with flashbacks in the trailer oh, yeah. to a younger Indiana Jones, which looks really good, by the way. Oh, yeah, which, fun um, fact, my favorite director, Martin Scorsese, pioneered that yep. with uh, The Irishman. Yep. I highly recommend that movie. And that was actually really good. That And that was a... Before and above its time, too. That, oh that yeah, twenty nineteen. Like that was that very was, experimental. Yes, and it turned done. out really well. It oh, turned out really well. well. Yeah. Um. So, I'm really excited for this year as far as Me movies too. go. Um, Marvel's got some big hitters coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, the Indiana Jones movie, Indiana Jones movies yeah. coming out. Oppenheimer coming mm. out in July. Mm-mm-mm. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited for that. Me One too. of my favorite actors. Um, Killian Murphy. Killian Murphy. 
so good. He he does so many different roles and plays so many different characters. Um, but he he's so good at all of them. Is he, it Killian or Cillian? It's Killian. Okay, yeah, okay. it's Killian That's Murphy. Um, and like he just he has this very serious persona about yeah, him, he and does. he plays <laughs> very serious characters. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the best things you'll ever watch him in is Peaky Blinders mm-hmm. on Netflix, which is an older, uh, based off based in. Um, the I think it's the the early thirties, nineteen twenties and nineteen thirties yeah. in England, Birmingham. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's more of a British style show where it's like the British gang style. Say the British mafia, um, British mafia, way, yeah. all kind of stuff. It really good. He's phenomenal in that, um, and he looks really good in Oppenheimer. Um, oh, gosh, and if you don't yeah. know the premise of Oppenheimer, it's the development the of develop- the nuclear bomb. Yeah, the the based Manhattan on the true Project. story. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's exactly Project. it. Yeah, it's, um, I'm because I, I love history. Big history nerd. Same. And that oh, it's so because there's never been a movie about it, but no. it's such a pivotal point in human history that like the destroyer of worlds is yeah. essentially what it was. I'm oh, I'm so excited. And to one of the and Christopher the, Nolan. Christopher, that's what I was going to get on. on to. One of one of uh, uh, the more well known directors. <clears throat> Of films, who has a lot of good stuff, but he's also had a lot of missed stuff. Yeah. He's hit or miss. Uh, what was the one he did? Um, Tenet. Tenet. Yeah, that's the one I was thinking of, where it was like backwards or time or something. It's I never funky. Watched it. The audio is all screwy, but it's supposed to be like that, which I think it's. I think it's dumb. Yeah. yeah. Tenet is. Tenet was just like it feels like a weird spinoff of Inception, and Inception mm-hmm. I wasn't a huge fan of. I yeah. mean, I liked it, but it was like mm, okay, yeah. but yeah. So. 2022 is going to be, or 2023, yeah. coming off of Gotta the verge of 2022, yeah. um, big year for films. Uh, even even 2022 had a lot of good shows. I mean, we had um, we had Reacher on Amazon Prime, which was one of mm. their big ones, um, based off of the character Jack Reacher. Very good show. Really good show. If you're looking for a show that is going to scratch a certain type of itch, this show is it. Um Military guy. We had She-Hulk. We <laughs> don't get me started on that. Um, but no, we had Loki. Loki season two is coming out yeah. this this year, uh, which is going to be really good. I'm really looking forward to that. Fun fact about that show: it wasn't actually supposed to be two seasons. Oh, it was, just it was only supposed to be, to be one season yeah. with I think twelve episodes, but there were only six. Mm-hmm. Um, and they decided that they wanted to keep the show, which I'm super excited about. Loki was by far one of my favorite uh, Phase 4 projects. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're keeping the show. Tom Hiddleston's character is still alive. Love Tom Hiddleston. Great actor. Fits the role perfectly. Oh, yeah. Um, so that's coming up in 2023, mm-hmm. as well as some of the others that we've named. Um, and it's going to be so, – it's it's just such a good year for movies. Yeah. You know? Um Coming off of 2022, I felt like there were a lot of forced kind of movies to kind of get back into the realm. Like, Don't Worry Darling was forced. Ooh. The the new Avatar movie, just as bad as I've, the first oh one. Oh, my gosh. Um, I never went and saw it, but I can tell you. I did you, it for y'all. Um, I went and suffered for y'all. So a lot of people love Avatar, and I don't know why. The, Visually, it, it's stunning. Cool, it's great. But the 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 movie isn't just about the visual effects. It does the, nothing the for thing. me. It, it it's about the story. All right, we've talked about this character arc. There um, is none in the new there, one. There's none in the old one. The, the bad <laughs> yeah. guy is just the bad guy because he's the bad guy. 
Um, it's the same way in the second one. And, I mean, even as far as to the point of it's, the oh material God. that they're going after, unobtainium, like, come on, you couldn't come up with a better, like, substance name? The reason it's called unobtainium is because it's hard to obtain? I mean, come on, that's, that's dumb. It, it, it feels like very poor writing. You have no idea. <laughs> it, yeah, Avatar 1 makes me feel a little queasy because of how not great it is. Avatar 2 almost put me to sleep. Oh my gosh. And you you love going to the movie. You're that kind of guy that movies should be seen movies in the movie theater. should be watched in a theater, yes, because they're big, it's on a grand scale, and it enhances that movie... Experience. M- experience, yeah, yeah. I was going to say movie-ness. But yeah, movie experience. <laughs> um, that's the whole purpose of it. Yeah. <clears throat> and even Avatar 2 almost put me to sleep. So I'm Man. sitting here, I'm like, they're just playing in the water with like some whale with his fin cut off or something like what is happening right now the first it's three and a half hours long it could have been two hours and 45 minutes and that's, first that's off, all i'm gonna a say movie a movie should not be a movie shouldn't be over four hours long no uh, well a movie sh- really shouldn't be over three hours unless it is like a culmination of something like avengers endgame or the Irishman, or because the Irishman. it's going over like five decades. Yeah, it's, if it's going over epic, such a huge... Sure, yeah, Avatar's it, not an epic just because no, it has cool visual effects. No, and that's the thing. I, I don't think it warrants three and a half hours. Close to four hours. No, I don't think so. It there doesn't are very whatsoever. few movies that I will sit down and watch that are that long. Yeah. Gone with the Wind was the only one I kind of had to force myself, and I, I even enjoyed it because stuff is constantly happening. And it's <clears throat> it's a it's a history movie. I love history movies. You get mm-hmm. to see this historical. Aspect. And it's one of the best movies of all time. It's one of the best movies of all I mean, time. Come on, um, and it's one of those that have an intermission. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the mm-hmm. old movies have an intermission. <laughs> I think that's so um, cool. It's so we need to bring it's that so back. Fun. Yeah, seriously. Like, take a minute. Um, Another, or it could be like James Cameron and say, well, if you have to get up and go to the bathroom, you can do it. And when you come back to watch it again, you can, you know, catch up with what you missed. How arrogant. <laughs> I can't stand James Cameron. Yeah. Um, Anyways. The only the, – so Endgame. Mm-hmm. I've seen Endgame. That's three and a half hours. Worth it. Right. Because it's constantly It's, it's a culmination action. of 20 movies coming together for the last pivotal point of the storyline. Right. You know, there's going to be – there's going to be a lot of ground to cover. Mm-hmm. Um. Hamilton. It's not really a movie. It's a Broadway play, but it tells a story, and there's a long span of story that has to be told. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're going from Revolutionary War beginnings to the founding of the government. Yeah. Okay? That's going to take a while. There's a lot of stuff that happened. Okay? Yeah. Um, Gone with the Wind. Dances with Wolves. I know you're not a big fan of Dances with Wolves. I'm not. Um, it has this real white savior narrative thing, and it's it, it, yeah. it does, but it's again, it's one of those history movies. It is yeah. that I, I I really like. I I love history. I love watching movies and films about historical events. Those are right. really the only movies that I've ever sat down and watched that are over two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. You really have to in a movie that's three and a half hours, especially <laughs> you have to commit. Especially with me having ADHD, yeah. there's got to be something new yeah. every so ever so often. Because I'm not gonna sit there and give my attention to something if it's not worth it, if it's not doing right, anything right. for me. And when you get into the the realm of three and a half hour movies it's gotta be good oh yeah it's gotta be good you know and I just when you said Avatar was three and a half hours that gives me another reason not to go see it because it's just it, it's one of those where first off I never saw the original Avatar I have no no 
inkling. No, you're not missing much. I, I don't have any drive I think it's, to it's go right see it. Right at three hours, I think the original. And I'm I'm probably not going to see it. You know, I mean, it's just Lord of the Rings. Okay, that's another another franchise that yeah. does over three hours. If you watch the extended, each of the extended uh, almost four and a half hours. Um, but it's a good story. It progresses. You see development. Right. Um, and from what you're telling me, Avatar doesn't have that, so I'm not going to watch it. Why would I watch something where I'm just going to sit there and stare and drool because I'm bored? That's all it is. You know? That is all Avatar is. And certain people are like, oh, well, it's about family and this. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay. Go watch Fast and Furious if it's about family. family. <laughs> I mean, if you want to make that argument. And, Vin Diesel, and, come on. And sticking together. Yeah, okay, cool. That's what Avatar is about. That does nothing for me. And to the... Because what do we see them sticking together for? You know, fighting for their land. But I'm like, my thing. Oh, I just I don't I don't get Avatar. I don't. Maybe I don't know. I've written screenplays. I'm working on my first feature film right now. I've done short films. I've done many features. I've studied filmmaking. I watch movies. I don't get Avatar. I just don't. I just it doesn't. I don't know why people go so Bananas. crazy over this. Like it's it. I don't I don't get it. And the really fact that there it. was an uproar when Endgame become one of the And they kind of went back become, and forth. It became the number one <laughs> grossing movie of all time and Avatar re they re-released Avatar. <laughs> they re-released it in China and it beat it. I'm like It's so funny, but then James Cameron goes on Instagram and he had someone make this graphic of the Avengers A turning into the Avatar, Avatar A. And I'm like, you piece of crap. You had, there were steps involved in making that. I yeah. mm, know the reason why I don't like him, but he's an arrogant son of a and, gun. And there's like, I think Avatar 3 is in development right now. It is. They have like five more movies coming out. Yeah. But if the, if three and four don't do well or three, four and five don't do well, whatever, then he won't do anymore or whatever. But he has plans up to like six or seven, Mm -hmm. six or seven of which he's not going to direct if the others do well. My thing is we didn't need the second one. We really didn't need the first one, but we got it. It's like Star Wars Episode 7. We didn't need it. It was great for the iconic feeling, but literally 7, 8, 9, carbon copy paste. Yeah, and that's – Of 4, 5, and 6. Which leads me to say everything Disney touches, like as far as for the first Mm -hmm. Iron Man movie – Pre Disney, mm-hmm. everything Marvel pre Disney is not bad. I, y'all know me as a Marvel hater. Yeah, I am. Deal with it. But pre Disney, it's not that bad. No, and that's the thing. Like you said, everything that Disney touches kind they of ruin. falls apart. Yes. Um. Oh. So that's our discussion for today. Is Iron Man? We're gonna review the original Iron Man when we get to it. When we get to it. Um, <laughs> but yes, Disney has this tendency to just kind of swoop in and think they need to save something that doesn't need saving. That doesn't need saving. Mm. It's like okay, I I understand that, but when you're doing it wrong, you're doing it wrong. Exactly. Seven, eight, and nine need to be cast out and redone if we're going to do something about it. Ray was trash. She wasn't a good character. And at the end of episode nine, when she comes up and goes, I'm Ray Skywalker. I wanted to walk out. she's a Palpatine? Absolutely not. You can't have those two. Okay, so I play, <coughs> you know me, I'm a big Lego nerd. Um, I played the Lego Skywalker saga. Yeah, on my Xbox, Mm -hmm. and I just finished episode nine, and I got to the fight uh, scene Mm -hmm. with Ray, 
Ben Solo, who went from Kylo Ren to Ben Solo, who went from Ben Solo to Kylo Ren back to Ben Solo. <laughs> yeah. um, it's called Redemption. It's called Redemption. It's called Stupid and Bad Writing. <laughs> Even Mark Hamill didn't like the way that the character Mark Hamill of didn't Luke like any of it. Didn't like the, the, the character arc of Luke. Yeah. Because he's an old <coughs> grumpy man now and he wouldn't say this. Well, it's a different writer. Okay, but Luke still wouldn't say that. I think when the character, the actor who plays the character, who knows the character, would say, "Hey, he wouldn't say that." Mm-hmm. That has some weight and that has some value. Right? You know what I'm saying? Right. Oh, like yeah. if Mark Hamill, who played Luke Skywalker yep. in four, five, and six, is going to come back, it should be to his terms. Give and it he to should me. Help come write on. it. That's right. Like, I'm sorry, but if the actor knows the role. Then the director and the the writers should understand that and allow him to do the role. Because let's be honest, Luke looked like a douchebag in 7 and 8. He did. He really did. I mean, the, the closing scene where we actually see Luke in episode 7, Ray hands him the lightsaber. It was kind of cool, though. because And well, he throws it. That happens, yeah, that happens at the beginning of episode 8 because it picks right off where 7 yeah. went. And then he did that, and I'm like, you've got to be joking right now. First of all, Ryan Johnson is a good mystery writer. Horrible Star Wars. Like, yeah. he, he, wow, he almost ruined it. Yeah. Like, the it entire so franchise. so bad. And then Luke dies at the end of episode eight. And he because, because he used all of his force energy to put himself on a different planet to fight his nephew. And when has that ever been a thing? And I love how we jump from um, episode three, Anakin uh, going from trying to learn how to force heal. Nothing talked about four, five, and six because Lucas even admits four, five, and six were done first because of the uh, – Just because of the story. Just like, because, because of the story, but also one, two, and three couldn't have been done properly with the technology at the time. Right, because he even said he really didn't want to make a trilogy. It was going to be four, Vader dies at the end, done, but yeah. then – the way he was writing, and then he got sequel rights to do it, so then yeah. it extended the story, which ended up being the better deal, of yes. course. Yes, And two, he even went out and said, you know, it's not supposed to be watched 4, 5, 6, 1, 2, 3. It's supposed to be watched 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. Exactly. Because it's the character development and In the progression arc of, the of yes. Anakin 100%. from a boy to his redemptive story right. at the end of 6. Right. So you have this whole thing... Um, this whole story unfolding from one to six. Yep. So getting back to my point in, in, in the Lego Star Wars game and everything, mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm, I'm playing the game. I actually was doing this last night. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting there playing the game and Lego, the, 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 the graphic team, yeah, that, yeah. you know, all that stuff, <laughs> Lucasfilm, they even made... Uh, jokes in, yeah, the, yeah. in the seven, eight, nine episodes when you play the story. There's so like funny. little jokes and things in yeah, there about like how this, bad it is. About how bad of, yeah. it is. And so one of the things was when um, you're fighting, Ray is fighting Palpatine, mm-hmm. and Ben is fighting those <laughs> things. Yeah, yeah I don't yeah. even know what they are. Um, oh, the Knights of Ren. The Knights of Ren. Yeah. yeah, which is dumb. Why are they? Why are they not why are in they seven, there? eight, nine? Yeah, why are they there? Why are like, they in seven and eight? Sense. If it's yeah. the Knights of Ren. Why? He's Kylo Ren. Why are they not with him throughout the entire... And why does it never say that in the movies? Exactly. We just don't it's know the, who they are. We just don't know who they are. You have to look it up. That's yeah. They're the Knights of Ren. Okay? Bad writing again. But anyway, as we're playing the game, it's Ray fighting Palpatine's guards and yeah. Ren fight, or Ben fighting the Knights of Ren. <laughs> and Palpatine in the game goes, 
Palpatine and Scott, there's always some type of family drama. And I'm like, yeah. even they acknowledge that it's so bad and so cringy. I just don't like how they said, this is what completely lost me for it, when they said, Palpatine's back. We don't know how, but he's back. Like, you could not have come up with anything better than that. Yeah, Are you seriously. serious? Seriously. Like, come on. If you're going to tell a story, tell a freaking story. And the whole thing of uh, Supreme Leader Snoke. Where did he come from? He just gets chopped in half. Done. We have no backstory for him. <laughs> just chopped in half at episode Nothing. eight. Gone. If you're going to so tell, dumb. again, if you're going to tell a story, especially in Star Wars, my, my purpose, okay, so here's my thing. Like I said, one through six, it encompasses one character, Anakin Skywalker. Four, five, and six, we get to see his kids trying to redeem his, their father. Yes. Okay? It's one family. So why are we branching out from what has worked? Mm-hmm. Why? Why are we going to a different character <laughs> to try and make... And that's the thing. Disney tried to come along and give new characters that people can relate to. I'm sorry. Can't I don't to relate him. to any of the characters. Well, the, the f- only one that I liked was Poe Dameron. Yeah. It's the only one I liked. Even John Boyega, um, Finn, said that he didn't really like the sequels and that he doesn't mm-hmm. want to be a part of Star Wars anymore. Like, he wants to branch out and do, like, more independent work and stuff like that. <clears throat> Props to you, dude, because that's, that's amazing to, one, admit and yeah. do all that. But the fact that he he was a stormtrooper in the... I mean... In no, the, a First Order trooper. Oh, he wasn't first, a stormtrooper. Same freaking thing. I know. Whatever. Really pisses me but off. We got to change all this stuff. I know, right? And he see, in the first thirty minutes, we see him being a first order trooper to completely redeeming himself and not wanting to be a part of it at all. That takes the course of a movie to do. Mm-hmm. That doesn't just happen in, in fifteen the, seconds. Yeah, that no, that doesn't happen. No, and that was bad writing. And he should have died in episode eight when he's like going into that little. That be- no, he should have died in episode seven when he thought he could wield a <laughs> lightsaber and Ren sliced his lightsaber up his back and cut his back open. Honestly, though, yeah, that's you're right. when he should have died. You are right, honestly. Because yeah. let's be honest, in one, two, and three, anytime somebody suffers anything from a lightsaber, they either die, die or lose a limb. Yeah, exactly. I mean, let's okay. Look at episode one. Because Qui Gon Jinn is fighting Darth Maul. Gets stabbed. Darth dead. Maul stabs him right here, not even in his heart. Stabs him right in the chest. Dies instantly. Yeah, that's the way lightsabers work. Because my my thing supposedly Kylo Ren's lightsaber was even like extremely powerful because it was unstable the way it was. Well, gets sliced the, up the back. And the reason off. they did that is because in movies and lore, um, the reason it was unstable <laughs> is because a Sith would take their crystal, uh, the kyber, their kyber crystal, crystal and they and would pour their anger and their wrath and it bleeds, into it, and, and that's it what makes bleeds, it red. But yes. it would also crack the crystal. Yeah, and so it would make it it would make it unstable. Mm-hmm. And that's my thing. Like you said, pre-Disney, Marvel Cinematic Universe, beautifully done. Not that bad, Post-Disney, really. it's horrible. It's not getting any better. <laughs> Same with Star Wars. Like Honestly, yeah. I don't really care for Star Wars anymore because Disney has screwed it up so much. Yeah. Some of the shows have been okay, but not all. Kenobi Rogue One. Rogue One was good. Yeah. I'm, I'm grateful for Rogue One. Mandalorian is awesome. Mandalorian is phenomenal. Oh, that's because John Favreau and Dave Filoni, the biggest Star Wars nerds ever, ever. are in control of it as they should be. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's done so well. Book of Boba Fett, didn't even watch it. Don't need to watch it. I um, think it's cool that they brought the character back, but do we really need we to spend need a, a whole show no, no. exploring how he's in power now and how he came back? No, I no. think we could do that in a movie where that, we reintroduce his character. Here he is. He's a bounty hunter again. 
Yada yada. Just carry that on. little post credit scene. That's all we needed. That's all we needed. Mm-hmm. He's back. And that's He's it. back, baby. That's all we needed. And um like I said, Kenobi sucked. Such a disappointment. Such a disappointment. It could have been so great. No. I never even finished watching it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ooh. And then Andor, I've heard good things about it actually. I haven't seen it and I don't probably I watched the first episode and I haven't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, everything that Disney touches sucks. Kind of goes it's down. Bad. I don't care. It's it's bad. <clears throat> Um, okay, yeah, so Disney Disney sucks at touching things and ruining them. You don't have a coaster. Um, well, I got you a coaster because the glass sweats more than the cup. You told me to put the glass on the thing, on the table. Yeah, but it's not sweating now because it doesn't have liquid in it. It's a little moist. Well, then put it on the floor. We're respectful on this house. Okay. <laughs> I respect you. <laughs> All right, so now we're going to dive into... That was a really long intro to what we're talking about today. <coughs> well, we got to catch everybody. Yeah, we gotta get back get, into the groove yeah, and all that get, good stuff. Yeah, they came for the banter. Exactly. That's honest. what this whole thing is about. Okay. So today we're reviewing and giving our own thoughts and opinions on Iron Man. Yes. The original. The first one. All right. So the way this is going to work, we're going to give our own individual rating out of 10. What we liked about the movie, what we didn't like about the movie, mm-hmm. and what we could uh, what what could have been better about the movie. Yeah. All right. So Austin, since you're not the biggest Marvel nerd, I'll let you start. Okay. Um. Again, this is pre Disney. So <clears throat> what I liked about the original Iron Man is that it re- it showed a good introduction to the character. It showed a, and it stayed tr- relatively true to, to the comics, to mm-hmm. my understanding. Yes. And it had been years since I've seen this, but I caught myself up and Mm -hmm. did research on it beforehand and thought, oh, yeah, I remember that. But it really just shows how Tony Stark is sort of this more or less weapons manufacturer Mm -hmm. guy and just living his life, his arrogant little douchey self kind of thing. And that never really changes. But he doesn't really care about not at all. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> not at all. He doesn't really care about much. Doesn't really give two craps about anything. And then once he gets like kidnapped or whatever, or put in that cage, he's basically the spoiled brat as a kid, <clears throat> right? As an adult, yeah, exactly. And yeah, then when he's you know, which bu- is which is true to his character. In oh the yeah, comics. for sure. And yeah. once he's building all of this stuff and his little artificial heart thing, he suddenly starts. Given a couple craps about yeah. stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I thought that's really cool because usually you don't in the post-Disney era, you don't really see stuff like that. You just mm-hmm. see them one way. They may change a couple things, but their attitude stays the same. Yeah. His personality stays the same, but his ambitions and his mindset shifts. Mm-hmm. You don't really see that in the new phases yeah. that much. Maybe they're missions, but that's about it. They go about them the same ways. And what I really liked about the original Iron Man is how it, I mean, it really shows a good character arc and it's great writing mm-hmm. and like really good witty banter yes. between yes, uh, the characters. Tony Stark and Pepper. I mm-hmm. think it was, it was re- even Rhodey too. There's, there's yeah, some good, yeah. there's some good uh, banter between. <clears throat> and it's not just cause if I'm not mistaken, John Favreau directed it. I think so. Yes. At the time he was not really an action director, mm-hmm. but he proved himself for sure yeah. because it's I mean, not, it, it had enough 
explosions and things like that mm-hmm. to be to be good. It wasn't overly done. And it, exactly. It wasn't just eye candy. There was a reason. Like, he's firing missiles. There's going to be explosions. Yeah. And that scene where, like, he there's the explosion. He just sort of turns around and doesn't look at it. But, oh, that's so cool. Oh, yeah, where he gets I where love he's that. flying back uh, <clears throat> from Afghanistan and he mm-hmm. gets shot down by the tank. And then he just, like, dodges the missile that's coming at him. And yeah. then he just goes... And then turns around and walks away. That was that that's was epic. so epic. That's that like, was like, that's so iconic. Good. Let's yeah, be honest. That's, that's, that's iconic. one of the best scenes probably in the Marvel Cinematic it's, Universe. It's, it's so just cool. That and it just, scene right there. And overall, and even the ending, how it's just like everything about it. I don't want to say it's perfect, mm-hmm. but that's how it's done. Yes, you know, post or excuse me, pre Disney. It shows you how it should be done, and Disney's like, okay, cool. We're not going to do that. Yeah, we're not going to do it. We're going to do our own thing, but... And it sucks. Yeah. So what I don't like about it is some of the dialogue is a little unnatural. Mm -hmm. Just a little bit. Not to the point where it's really... um, Not like it's... It's not George Lucas, Star Wars Episode Two, or it's not like Sand, kind of It's not like that, and it's not Aaron Sorkin that... You know, writes in a theatrical dialogue. Right. Like, oh my word! B- but it's just kind of some, and again, not all of it, but some of it. Like where, oh, I'm trying to remember what it was. I even wrote it down, but I can't remember what it is. Where he's talking to Pepper about something. I don't remember what it was, but anyways, it was just like, well, that's a lot. That happens a lot in the movie. What? So yeah, I know. So that's why I'm like, mm-hmm. is there like a certain scene that you're remembering? I know he's he's not Iron Man. Like he's Tony Stark. Um, is it like at the at the dinner party where she's yeah, got the dress? Yeah. yeah, that that's kind of a little. Uh, yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's, it's just it's like, a little. It's a little. It's a little unnatural. It's like the way. he's trying to flirt, but not trying to flirt, but trying to flirt at the same time. And just and like I get the purpose behind that, but like Tony Stark, the character. He's just gonna outright and do it. Yeah. And so the way I mean, just, we see that in the beginning when with the news reporter. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he just he she it, goes it just, she goes. Off. Have you ever lost any like Have you ever lost uh, hours of sleep or whatever? And he goes, I'm prepared to lose a few with you. And then the next scene is they're back in his bedroom. Mm-hmm. So like it's Tony Stark. If he wants you in That's his exactly bed, my point. He's yes. gonna get you in his bed. Yeah. That's and, his character. And so my thing when he was when that awkwardness came about, it doesn't happen anywhere else in the movie really. So it it stuck with me. I'm like, what? That that's yeah. a bit strange. And so that I didn't really like and some of the other dialogue bits I'm like mm, it could have been I would have done that a little differently maybe. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Um I'm trying to think. The CGI really overall looks very good uh-huh. for 2008 and all. I mean, and two, the CGI was not overdone. Right. Movies today, it's overdone. But Almost everything is CGI. Yeah, because the year, the year after the original Iron Man came out, we got Avatar. So that... <laughs> that pushed CGI even further. Exactly. So, um, which and for that, I'm thankful for. But again, we don't need Avatar. Yeah. So... But everything else about the original Iron Man, really, I can't think of any bad things. Yeah. Just because, but at the same time, it's your standard action adventure. Mm-hmm. But there is a bit of depth. Yeah. Which action adventures, the I character think, changes. The the character and it evolves over it, time. Yeah, and it, all. It, it, I it, like it. You're you're taking on this starts, journey. It starts with Tony Stark at the beginning in the casino, not showing up to get the award and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. He's in the casino because he doesn't care about the award. Right. He doesn't care. He's a person who doesn't care. He's going to do what Tony Stark does. Mm-hmm. He's gonna be him, mm-hmm. okay. Um, and then it ends with Tony Stark starting to care a little bit. Exactly. We see this progression. It's not overly done, but 
it's done very well. It's done yeah. nice. So what would you rate it out of 10? I would give it a solid 8 out of 10. Okay. <clears throat> mainly because action adventures are usually very cookie cutter based. Mm-hmm. It's the hero's journey. I like to look for things that don't necessarily follow the formula right. because they become predictable. Mm-hmm. And Iron Man was relatively predictable. You yeah. could guess where he's going to be after this because he did that. and like They're following the points. But with it being pre-Disney, because Disney does have their own formulaic hero's journey thing. Which almost kind of like Hallmark. It's the same thing it's over and over It's almost the exact again. same thing, yeah. Um, there were some things I was surprised about that I thought, oh, okay, I wasn't expecting that to happen. That's cool. <clears throat> and then with everything else about it, but it's not perfect and it's not my, it's not my ideal movie. It's not one yeah. that I'm going to go out and seek and want to watch. Right. But that being said, for a good action-adventure then I'm gonna I'm gonna enjoy it if yeah. it's done really well and done right. And Iron Man, the original, was done very well. But there are some things just that could have been done just a little bit better. Yeah. So, so what I, would you change? If you if you yeah. were the director, if you could change anything about the movie, what would you I would have focused on Tony Stark as a person mm-hmm. more so than his journey to becoming Iron Man. Okay. Like a little bit maybe of a bad not immensely yeah but a little bit more into his backstory um and i know the two sequels iron man 2 and 3 they kind of dive into it a little bit that kind of stuff over the course of the iron man trilogy but for the first one there are things that he does that i thought i would like to know why he kind of does that. why he does it yeah yeah and so i think just a little bit of a backstory because i don't think they had plans for sequels no and really i don't think well I could be wrong though. Don't quote me on that. There's there's the end credit scene, yeah, where Nick Fury pulls him in and starts the Avengers project. Yeah, um, so they were really going for Avengers. I don't know how far in advance they were planning the whole scheme of twenty three movies. Yeah, now yeah. more. Um, I don't know how far in advance they were planning that, but. Um, I, I think you could say with as big of a hit mm-hmm. as Iron Man was. It was calling um, for a sequel. It was calling for a sequel, which was the next movie that they did was Iron Man 2. It, yeah, exactly. Or it was actually, okay, so it was actually Hulk and mm-hmm. then Iron Man 2. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but a lot of a lot of fans don't count the Hulk movie as... Right, because they, they just look at that as like, it's a Hulk movie, yeah. not a MCU movie. Yeah, and I mean, it did give us Ross... General Ross, yeah, yeah, who uh, we see later again in um, Infinity War, um, or not Infinity War, Captain America: Civil War, mm-hmm. um, as the uh, head of the Department of Justice or uh, Department of Defense, yeah, you know, in the president's cabinet, whatnot, yeah, yeah, um, big guy. <clears throat> so they gave it, it gave us that character, but ultimately it did it did nothing. For the rest of because they went from I can't even remember the actor's name that played in that movie who was Bruce Banner slash Hulk they mm. went with Mark Ruffalo yeah in Avengers so they even changed characters do you know why because he's funnier well he's more Hulk like he's more Bruce Banner should have brought back Lou Ferrigno I think that'd been hilarious oh the, my gosh uh, that would have been OG Hulk yeah but he's old now I know so. it would been really funny <laughs> it would have been hilarious <laughs> but yes um yeah okay. So you would change... I would change some little bits of dialogue and then a little bit dive deeper into Tony Stark as a person. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I mean, really, it's it's really good. So I give it yeah. a solid 8 out of 10. 
Um, I would. My rating is going to be the same eight eight out of ten. It, it's not perfect, but it's right. peak Marvel. It is. Yes, um, it is what kicked off the anything entire, pre-Disney is going to be. Well, yeah. Peak um, it kicked off this whole, which is it's it's a really nice um, when you look at it grand scheme from Iron Man to Endgame. It starts with Tony Stark. Yeah, it ends with Tony yeah, Stark. That's true. You know, it's kind of a nice little like bow on top, wrapped up, yeah, finished kind of thing. Like mm-hmm. this whole because Iron Man, like it's one whole little package. It is one because because Iron Man to Endgame, really Spider Man No Way Home is all um, Spider Man No Way Home. No, uh, Spider Man No Way Home comes later. Spider Man Far From Home. Yeah, uh, from Iron Man to Spider Man Far From Home, which is the one that comes out right after Endgame. Um, is all the same saga. Yeah. And so it's this whole war that we're fighting from beginning to end. Everything that happens in Iron Man makes the way for Mm -hmm. Spider-Man Far From Home. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would give it an 8 out of 10. It's beautifully done. I liked... um, I like seeing the progression of the story. Um, like I said earlier, when uh, the scene open, uh, the movie opens up and Tony Stark is supposed to be getting an award and he's in the casino playing in the casino because he's Tony Stark. He doesn't give a crap about an award. <laughs> yeah. And then what does he do with the award when uh, Obadiah Stane gives it to him? He hands it to Caesar and he says, give unto Caesar what is Caesar's or whatnot because he's in Caesar's plaza or yeah. whatever. That, you yeah. know. And so even then he doesn't care about it. He, get, he hands it off. He gives it away. Um, my thing about the entire movie, I thought it was great. Um, what I didn't like about it was kind of the villain. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I love the fact that Obadiah Stane was the villain. Mm -hmm. It was perfect inside person. Who are you going to suspect? Mm-hmm. Um, what I didn't like was the fact that he sent Pepper on a reconnaissance mission yeah, that was into weird. his office and play it off. And then Obadiah Stane, who's this big buff guy who could easily catch up to Pepper, just lets her walk away. I'm like, hold on, wait, no, stop, hold on, we're not doing this right. Mm-hmm. Hold on, there's there's something wrong here. Yeah. Um, he could have easily caught up to her. She wasn't that far ahead of mm-hmm. him. You know what I'm saying? Like, he went back to the computer, saw it, came out. She's probably still in the hallway. He could have tracked, chased her down, you know? Um, I do like uh, when he breaks into Tony's home and basically steals the arc reactor out of his chest. Mm-hmm. Um, that was that peak was cool. villain. That was peak villain. Yeah, that moment. was cool because, like, he like, can't live. Yeah, he can't live without <laughs> it, which still, again, doesn't make sense. In a way, I don't think Marvel kind of really figured that out all in all because the arc reactor was to power the magnet that was keeping the shrapnel from getting to his heart. Yeah. But then it was But it's also like like his heart. Yeah, is what they (laughs) made it. So I'm not sure. I think they were trying to figure out what worked and what didn't. Yeah, which, but again, goes to he's crawling through his thing. He smashes the thing down on the floor and you come back and you find he's alive. Oh, yeah. Um. I didn't like the big thing I didn't like about it was the ending mm-hmm. and he's fighting Obadiah Stane and he like takes him up into the air and he's like, How did you solve the icing problem? And he's like, Icing problem, and then his suit freezes. 
there could have been a better way because it was literally like I thought it was a little funny. I'm not. I, it was funny. But it, it wasn't was Marvel like, humor, but it was like it was like it was Tony Stark. It was humor. like Tony Stark was losing. Yeah, we got to make him win because he's the hero. He's got to win. How are we going to make him win? Mm-hmm. It's like some guy in the writers table was like well remember when he flew up so high in his suit and it froze let's say he figured out how to do it and fix it so that way he could fly higher mm-hmm. well obadiah doesn't know that yet so let's just make that the way that he wins mm-hmm. okay obadiah would be dead mm-hmm. if he fell from that that high yeah let's i mean he'd be crushed mm-hmm. you know it just didn't seem like they thought through the the ending battle scene right the whole battle was really good it was good i mean you got Teeny tiny Tony Stark down here in his suit that fits him perfectly, mm-hmm. fighting ginormous old, yeah. suit that Obadiah Stane is wearing. Yeah, great. And I lo- the, what I really liked too was seeing the progression from suit one to suit three. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was good. It just, I don't know. The last fight scene wasn't what I was hoping for. Mm-hmm. You know, we get all these cool like he flies over to Iraq and Afghanistan and takes out the guys who stole his weapons and all that kind of stuff. Cool, great. But then the main villain, it's not really like a big battle. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Whereas like it was a little anticlimactic. It was anticlimactic for the for the movie. Yeah, because I thought they could have done something a whole lot better. Yeah, I thought it was okay, but I mean, at that point, I'm like, I'm kind of tired. Yeah, I remember that. I remember. Yeah, it was like okay, we're adding we're adding something additional. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the fact yeah. of just Tony Stark redeeming himself. We had to throw in a villain that could fight Tony Stark. Mm-hmm. I think it would have ended well if we had just seen Tony Stark redeeming himself and mm-hmm. trying to figure out who he was. Yeah, but you need a big epic. Well, I mean, you got big epic battles in it, so yeah. I guess to maybe finish it off. Yeah, because at the end of the movie, he goes, he stands up and he goes, "I am Iron Man." Yeah, you know. And so from that point on, everyone knows him as Iron Man. Mm-hmm. His life completely changes. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, so I'm you know me. I love Marvel. I'm a sucker for Marvel. Um, their new stuff, not a big fan of <laughs> because, again, Disney shoved their hand in it and kind yep. of ruined it. Yep. But uh, one of the things that I probably would have changed, um, I don't know. And this is gonna sound this is gonna sound really bad, but I mean, if you have a character that you're portraying as a playboy, portray him as a playboy. Mm-hmm. We see one scene. Now, I don't yep. like I don't like movies that are overly done with that kind of stuff. No, but I'm if he's you. if he's a playboy, portray him as a playboy. Mm-hmm. Have women on his arms. I mean. Even the Dark Knight. In the does Dark Knight, that that's what I was going to say. Well, yeah. He com- Bruce comes in. He's he gets always out. He's with always got models on his yeah. arm because that's the appearance he tries to play. Mm-hmm. Tony Stark is the same way. What's his thing? Genius, billionaire, playboy, philanthropist. Okay, mm-hmm. we see the genius part. We see the billionaire part. We see the philanthropist part, kind of because he starts the whole Avengers initiative yeah, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Where's the playboy part? Mm-hmm. I know you were trying to appeal because it was going to be comic books, superheroes, kids are going to watch it, but adults are also watching it. Yeah. If you're going to say he's a playboy, portray him as a playboy. Right. I don't need just, I, I don't want just one scene and then he, oh my gosh, he goes after his secretary and then they get <laughs> married and have a yeah. kid ultimately down the line. Yeah. That's great. Make that part of his character redeeming arc. Yeah. But beforehand, he's Tony Stark. He's yeah. a playboy. Different girl every night. That's who he is. Mm-hmm. I mean, even Pepper makes a nod to it when the 
news lady wakes up the next morning and yeah. is going around and she makes the nod. Occasionally I take out the trash. Talking yeah, about yeah. her. Great line. It's perfect. I want to see more of that. Yeah. Because if Pepper's trying to save him mm-hmm. from himself, right. then himself would be going down a road of loads and loads of women, all this right, kind of right. stuff. Make him a playboy. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm asking. Yeah. Like, it's not hard. Right. Like, it's Tony Stark. Women would be swooning over him. Right. And the fact that there were no women swooning over him kind of... It almost defeats the purpose. It man. almost defeats the purpose oh, of yeah, him having the you, title yeah. as Playboy. Right. You know, we kind of see it in Iron Man 2 when he kind of like has eyes for Natasha at the beginning and all that kind of stuff, but nothing pans out there either. Right. And at that point, Tony and Pepper are already kind of a thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. It's weird. It's just weird. Oh, yeah. That's one thing I would have changed because I think it could have helped. I could, I could say that now that you bring that up. It, yeah. it, it could help with his character and developing his character. And right. And it could but, even be something that he struggled with, you know, throughout the entirety yeah. of it. But like he really wants Pepper, but mm-hmm. his nature is to go after Everywhere the Everywhere else, yeah. You know, he he's the kind of guy that takes the shortcut. Mm-hmm. You know, it's made. Steve makes that. You know, notion in mm-hmm. Avengers, he's like, you're not the guy to cut the or crawl, lay down on the wire and let your brother crawl over. And he goes, I would just cut the wire. Yeah, you know, he's he's a guy that takes shortcuts. So Pepper, who is a goal that is really hard to achieve, for him, would not be possible without right. slipping up and going going the shortcut. Right. You know. You know what I'm saying? Oh so yeah, definitely. Just the, that's a valid point too. I didn't think about that. Just the Playboy aspect. I and like I said. I'm, I don't like movies that are overly done with that kind of stuff. But when it's almost a necessity when for, it's the, for character the character and the story, because he's then the I'm same fine way. He's the same way. Tony Stark is the same way in in the comics. Yeah, you know, it's he's just, also an alcoholic, if I'm mm-hmm. not mistaken. And so they didn't again uh, for kids. Like they kept, right? Yeah, they didn't really add that. But I mean, yeah. they showed him drinking and that kind of stuff. So, yeah. I mean, but I mean, I'm not going to gripe about that. I don't yeah. really care enough. But yeah, so that's our unbiased review. <laughs> Right, um, but yeah, no, I like Iron Man. I think it's a good kickoff to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It is. Like it's a I great said, start. it starts with Iron Man. It ends with Iron Man. Yeah, it's a great way to kind of wrap up the whole thing. Oh yeah, for I sure. Think. It's I, yeah, I think it's yeah, it's a good start. You got to start somewhere. I think that's a great place to start with. In my opinion, the Avenger. Yeah, Iron Man. I mean, come on. Um. So yeah, that no, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. So I love how we kind of agree on. I know, right? Oh, this this one, we usually never do that. Okay, so next week, for next week's episode, we are going to, a little preview for you, we're going to be reviewing the newest movie that has, one of the newest movies that has come out, mm-hmm. Glass Onion, Ooh, which is yes. a Knives Out mystery sequel. Yeah. Um, which looks really cool. I'm really excited to watch, sit down and actually watch it. Yeah. Um, and you will get our unbiased review of that movie next week. Mm-hmm. And then the following week, we'll do Iron Man 2. We're going to <laughs> space out the Marvel because there's so much. We don't want to take up so much time with doing the Marvel stuff and not yeah. do anything that's newer. Yeah, because then eventually I'm just going to be like, it was a good movie, but I hated it. Yeah. Because yeah. that's the way it is. That's I mean, he's, <laughs> yeah. he's going to be like, it's a 5 out of 10. Yeah. Garbage. And we're not going to review the shows. We're just doing the movies. Yeah. Because the shows don't really need... I mean, I, it's too long to watch. So please don't make me watch a Marvel show. Yeah. But... So we'll see you next week here on the Gooch and Hughes Show. Thanks for tuning in. And uh, as always, it's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. And this is our official review of Iron Man. Yeah.
All right, guys, thank you for tuning into the Googe and Hughes show. Uh, you can find our weekly uploads on Tuesdays, uh, Tuesday, um, on YouTube, Spotify, and other places that you can find podcasts such as Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. Thank you for tuning into this episode. We hope that you enjoyed it. Um, if you did enjoy it, please uh, like and subscribe to the video here on YouTube or give us a rating on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. We would really appreciate it. And as always, thank you for choosing to listen or view our podcast. Signing off, this is Googe for the Googe and Hugh Show.